Welcome to We Have the Facts, two idiots' guide to all things the national on a journey to learn more about music and save their dying friendship. I am your host, Ali Abdulatif, and with me as always is my co-host and sometimes friend, Justin Tachi. Hi, Justin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, We're back everyone. With the regular show. Yeah, so uh, last week, for those of you who missed it, there was an Ariana Grande episode with Justin and George, and I was not allowed on it. So uh, you guys had a fun time. It's not that you weren't. It's not that you weren't allowed on it. It's that you were t- you were busy and didn't want to be a part of it. Oh, that's the narrative we're going on. I feel like you guys are trying to edge me out of my own show right now, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's George who's trying to edge you out of your own show. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, too, I think he has a better fan. His own show. He has a f- better fan response than I do. So, I mean, I only get shit on on the internet for the things I say here. He. Uh, he often gets praised. Yeah, no, he often gets praised. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, like we were just discussing, uh, one year anniversary of this podcast is coming up, so uh, it'll be uh, interesting to uh, have a retrospective and see what's going on. Yeah, Justin and I uh, will have done this show for a year at some point in May, um, and it's been one hell of a year. Uh, our friendship somehow lasted. You guys somehow listen. And honestly, it all confounds me. And I think we should all quit. You guys should quit the podcast. We should quit making it. And we can all move on with our lives. But, I mean, until then, here's another episode. Woo! Um, let's get some <laughs> housekeeping done at the top of the show. Um, we have the facts.podbean.com And click on the Audible banner to get your first free trial of Audible. Two free audiobooks, 30-day free trial. It's completely free. You can cancel any time, um, or you can keep going on and become a member. It is completely up to you. Uh, we think it's awesome, and we think you guys should definitely be a part of this. Uh, and, you know, when you use our link or our banner, you end up helping out this show, and they give us a little bit of a kickback so we can keep going. So uh, do that through that link. And you can also find that same link uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the Facts Pod. Click that two free audiobooks. Come on, people, what are you doing? Go get yourself an audiobook. Listen to something nice on your drive instead of listening to this crap. Okay. Just or like- or 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 just more importantly, uh-huh. if you really actually like this fucking thing we make, like it would be great to like I don't know get money for it. So that would be just like honestly the real reason. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, we like making this show. Um, we we don't like making this show. We hate making this show. But for some reason, we want to keep making this show, and this will help us keep making it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it keeps the lights on, and it, and it, you know those 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 lovely scents that we get for each of those audiobooks that you that you that you uh, download uh, keep Ali uh, sane. They do. Do you want do. Ali to go insane? Uh, Ali is already going insane, trying to finish up grad school, get a job. Also, if you're hiring, guys, uh, hit me up. Because <laughs> <laughs> He'll try a lot harder than he does on this podcast for you. 100%. I will put in uh, maybe like 20% effort on like the 5% I give this show. Yeah, exactly. All so, right. So let's move I, on. We I have a lot to cover today, Justin. Okay. Well, I was just going to kind of lay it down that I am coming to you straight from the floor of my bedroom because George is using the living room. Yes, Justin's on the floor of his bedroom. It looks like a real sad kid scene. Uh, but uh, honestly, who gives a shit? Let's move on. Wow. Justin, we have so much to cover. We're covering both The National's new album and the Virginia EP today. So let's start talking about the new album because I think that's where most <laughs> how, of the listeners are. How are we going to talk about the new album? Did you get a forward release of it or something? No, we're going to talk about the <laughs> single off the album. We're going to talk about when the album drops. We're going to talk about how we feel or whether or not we're excited for it. You know, all that nice stuff about the album pre-album release. All right, fine. Okay, so The National announced their new album, they released a release date for it, and they have uh, released a single. The album is called I Am Easy to Find. I, I think they're talking about it like... Dropping on, it is dropping on May 17th, as well as the short film that is not the... It's very confusing because they're releasing a short film, and it's not... It's like linked sort of to the album, but it's not linked to the album. Um, like the, the album's, uh, track listing is not like the score of the, of the short film, but it's named the same thing. Yeah. So I'm very confused about that. 
But I did I did pre-order the deluxe record uh, vinyl of it, which is the triple LP, and the third LP is uh, the score for the short film. So I'm excited to listen to that. Yeah. So uh, I forget what the short film is called, but I believe Mike Mills is the one directing it. So that's cool because he's pretty good at that kind of stuff. Um, Justin, how do you feel about the record? Are you excited? Are you looking forward to it? Do you think we've already passed the Nationals prime era? Or do you think there might be some more exciting, awesome things to come? Um, I think personally they are a band that will be exciting always. Um, I think they are always trying to evolve. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't. I don't think that it's fair to say that they've like their prime is done. Um, I think they're leaning into based off the first single. Um, I think they're really leaning into um, which the single is called. You had your soul with uh, you had your soul with you, and um, uh, I think they're really leaning into that sleep well beast side uh, sound. And I think that it's kind of like this. Sleep Well Beast was the alligator to the, and I think this album will be the boxer to that sound where they'll perfect it and they'll kind of move forward with it and kind of add new, new layering, new techniques. But I think that this will be a new start, a new start to the national era. That's fair. I think this is definitely, um, I mean, a new era. I think, um, the national has had a lot of transitions. I mean, just in our short journey so far going from, I mean, we're almost halfway through the discography at this point, but yeah, we went from the original, the national album, which was like a very folksy, very different kind of sound. And then we've seen so many different transitions of sound so far, and there's still quite a few ahead of us. So when we hit uh, this new album, I think it'll be a completely new sound. I am very much looking forward to it. I think there's a lot to talk about there. And I mean, just let's go ahead and play this new single and see how we feel about it. I mean, we've already listened to it, but let's play it for the listeners who might have not. your soul with you so this is the first listen we have to this new album um and uh what do you think justin uh i think it's interesting i think it is a definitely a new era for for uh the national it doesn't sound as dreary for once um i think at least this track um the gail and dorsey uh vocals that are on this track i think are really cool i think they add a little diversity to it and make it a little bit more textured and interesting um i think matt himself also is singing in a more high vocal range for himself um that it seems a little bit more of a trying purposely trying to promote this idea of less hopelessness and um because sleep well beast was very much like a like holy shit the world's falling apart especially with the whole donald trump thing happening um and even musically i just think that they're trying to fit these really cool electronic moments into it as well as still keeping true to the indie aesthetic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely fair um so the first time i heard the song i wasn't super fan of that intro uh, and then it sort of grew on me. Um, I really love the drums in this track. I really like his vocals in this track. And that sound was like the original first turnoff I had to it. And then it became like something I actually enjoy about the song. So it, it's kind of, I mean, you guys just heard it. It's a, if you're not prepared for it, it could be like a little bit grating. But when you are, it's it's very unique. It's very interesting. And uh, I think it, it's a good way to set off a song. And I, I'm actually excited for this album now. Yeah, no, I think that... I don't think the national could let us down at any point. They put in too much work. I think it's too much of a teamwork effort that they would really fall short and they take their time with these records. Although I will say that it is pretty surprising that they just kind of came through with this record only after two years yeah. from Sleep Well Beast. I was expecting – I mean I kind of figured something was coming because they seemed like they were announcing something. I thought it might have been like an EP 
but I didn't, I'm very surprised that it's a full record. Yeah, I mean, they have a pretty good turnover rate for their albums, don't they? Yeah, but no, um, like from Trouble to Find Me to uh, uh, Sleep Well Beast, it was four years. Uh, that's fair, but then like, I mean, in the past it was two, 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 but that's also because you're a newer band and you're trying to like shuffle out shit. You know? Yeah, what I, mean? I think they were keep... going like twos, threes, and then four, and then I think they're back to two. So I, I guess it's not a consistent thing. It's just uh, when they're ready, they're ready. Yeah, I think it's just a. I, I think at this point they're just like, hey, we feel the music in us. We feel like we have something that is worth releasing into the world. Here you go. So. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so in general, I think we're both excited for the new record. We will probably be done with the national discography by the time uh, this record is released. I mean, probably definitely. I don't want to say definitely because we've definitely hit snags last season so i'm hoping not to hit snags this season as well uh but we will come back we've been like really fucking good this year this season we have have not missed a week we have not missed a week since we uh, first launched in 2019 um so that's good but you know uh, i just want people to know that we will definitely be back on the national for that episode regardless of whether we've moved on by then or started something interesting uh we'll let you guys no, and we'll keep updated on where the show is going after the national, but we will definitely be back for this new album, and we are both looking forward to it. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, that's kind of a bummer that we won't be able to include the new album in the uh, ranking of the national records. I mean, we could wait, but I don't think it's a fair game to to include it when it's a new album that's just come out. That's fair. I mean, at least with when we did Death Cab, at least we had time. Like, we mm-hmm. had time. We had, like, at least a month or so with the record. Yeah. it's uh, It feels a little unfair. Uh, if you want to delay... I mean, this is an off-air conversation. Uh, maybe we'll include it. Maybe we won't. Probably not. Well, I think... I honestly think... Uh, let's let the people see how the soup is made. Um, I think, honestly, the move is we do the ranking of the national albums, and then when we talk about the new record, we kind of say in our listing where it would have placed. That's fair. Um... Like, like, it's like after we rate the re- like talk about the record, we can do that. So that's totally fair. Um, but we'll we can uh, we can cover that later. I think that's a good idea, though. Yeah. So, all right. But uh, we just wanted to kind of, I mean, new single by the band we're talking about. Felt like it was important to talk about. But today's main meat of the episode, or main course, if you will. I don't know why I said main meat. I am also delirious off of uh, uh, flu, uh, not flu medicine, but uh, uh, cold medicine. So that's fun. Um, we are talking about the Virginia EP by the National. Ali, how'd you feel about it? Oh, this feels like when you go to like a restaurant and you get the appetizer. It's such a good appetizer, and then you get the the meal, and the meal is such a letdown. Because now I have to talk about the Virginia EP. And I know some of the national fans are going to get mad at me because I'm going to say that this EP could have not existed and I don't think it would have affected the discography at all. I don't think anything on it is particularly uh, interesting enough to stand on its own. I think there's definitely like some good stuff on there, but like it is all B-sides and demos that I didn't need to hear and live songs that are just variations on the songs themselves. It's overall a mishmash of who cares for me. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a compilation record, but I also think that there, this this is an album. I agree with you. I don't think it adds anything to the discography, but I think it gives the avid, fucking, you know, real super national geek fan an inside peek into what the records are about, um, and, or into like the recording process. So I mean, and a lot of bands do these sorts of things, and it's like. You're like, okay, that was cool, but I'm still just gonna listen to the 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 LP because like I don't I don't need to listen to the demos. That's fair. Um, so I I kind of agree with you there. I don't think that this thing. I mean, it's not like the Cherry Tree EP where like that was like a dynamic piece of music that they made, and I think is a very strong part of their discography. Well, I think also Cherry Tree EP was like exploring boundaries a little bit. It was seeing where they were and where they wanted to be. Uh, while the Virginia EP just seems to be like a victory lap for Boxer. It's just like, here's a bunch of stuff we've made. I know you guys are huge fans of us now. So let's like 
do a, a dump of everything that we just yeah, have no, in storage. I mean, I mean, but that's like what any successful album has. Most successful, I, I mean, most successful albums. Instead of the Virginia EP, they would they would disguise it as the deluxe version that has like the extra LP that has the demos on it. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what they did for High Violet? There's the like deluxe version the, of High Violet. No, but that has yeah. I mean, but I don't think there's really demos as much as there are. Um, I mean, there are a couple demos on there, but it's mainly just the uh, um, like B sides and stuff. But yeah, you're you're correct. That, that's exactly what it is. But I mean, I think that they honestly, because this, it wasn't that much added to it and there wasn't that many B-sides, I think they could have, they kind of suffered from too much and either they should have only put out like a five song EP with the best demos and like really, you know, taper it down or do that super deluxe record. Yeah, this seems like it's 13 uh, pieces in here and I think... well. 12? Well, I listened to 13, so uh, maybe I just listened to a voice recording of nothing. Oh my god! Okay, I did listen to 13. I'm joking, I'm joking. I miscounted. God, relax, you fucking weirdo. I hate you. (laughs) Well, because, okay, for those who don't know, Ali, when we did our year ranking of our just 2018 albums, decided to just list 11 albums. Yeah, I mean, I... I, Halfway through, that he had 11 albums. Uh, you guys should go back and listen to that one. That was good. Anyway, not the point. There's 12 songs on this, uh, and I don't think of the 12 songs, like, there are big enough hits or successes in it to justify, like, you know, like, this whole thing. It's it's just, it's too big and nothing stands out too strongly. Yeah, so, um, I mean, with further ado, let's just go through the tracks. I mean, you say without further ado, not with further ado. Out for I hate you. Uh, You've done it again, Virginia. I'm (laughs) you had fun, but you couldn't get him out of the car. I guess mama's boys only go so far. He went in and put a record on to make it sound like someone was home. Thank yourself for pouring yourself a drink. You've done it again, Virginia. Justin, what do you think? Um, I think this is one of the stronger tracks on the record. Um, I think that the the piano and horns add a really interesting note to it. Um, I mean, I think that I mean the premise of the song is pretty simple. Well, you fucked up again. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's uh, again like when I first listened to this, I was like, oh, maybe the Virginia P like has something to say or something to do. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a good track. It it could have fit, I think, well on on maybe Alligator or even Boxer. But in general, it's it's okay. It would have been a middling track in one of those albums, and it's. It- yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, like. I mean, I think a big thing with this this EP is we're just gonna say whether or not the track would have been would have added any worth to boxer that's fair and i and i don't think the song would have done that yeah so all right off to santa clara i don't worry anymore nothing like i did before i don't worry i just wash them rolling by i don't worry it's alright, alright to see a ghost. And I Santa Clara. Uh, Santa Clara. Um, I think it's that like perfect slow jam that you expect from the National. Um, I think that it's. I mean, it seems like he's painting pictures of this uh, wedding by the riverside. Would you say? Um, I guess, yeah, maybe. Um, that's kind of what I get it, and he's like, "I'm just here for the moment." Mm-hmm. Um, I think this song could have been on Boxer, and I wouldn't have been upset. I act, I actually really like this song. I think this is one of the stronger, uh, maybe the strongest album for me on the album on the EP. Sorry, and I think uh, it's the strongest album on the EP of the album. Okay, 
It is the strongest song on this EP. Justin, please go to hell. <laughs> Actually, if you couldn't tell, uh, Ali is very frustrated. And all right, I guess we'll start with a blank slate. I feel like they fought over this song or mistaken for strangers to be on the record here's the th- I, I think it isn't this one the the one that's supposed to be the b-side for the mistaken for strangers um single yeah it is yeah and uh i will say i like mistaken for strangers much better it very happy this one wasn't the one on the record not that this is not a good song just that this one doesn't stand out as strong I mean, I'll be frank with you. I think here's the deal. Here's what the this Virginia EP should have been if you were going to make an EP. It should have been you're you've done it again, Virginia, Santa Clara, blank slate without permission. The uh, Springsteen cover, and then maybe oh God, get that Springsteen cover out of here. We'll get to it in a no, second. No, but, but I, what I mean, a I, useless I, track. I I get I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying. Um, uh, I mean, it was a B-side to Apartment Story, but and then maybe one live track and then one demo. And then that would have been it, and it would have been a little bit less clunky. That's fair. I, I agree 100% that this is way too clunky. There's way too many things that we've seen before and we didn't need to see again. But um, Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, or this should have been like a 10-year – I mean, obviously a lot of those things are very big, like retrospectives that they don't realize – but like this could have been a good thing to release for the ten year anniversary of Boxer or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking about Blank Slate, I I love the racing drums in this track. It's it's like it, it, it's just a weird aspect, and and I don't know. There's this thing where he talks about bees a lot, and especially you hear more in High Violet, where it's like it's kind of like, are these supposed to be thoughts? I don't know. Like, I'll, like the hive is the brain, and then the bees are like the thoughts, and they're always like leaking out, or they're you know. You know, bees don't leak, right? They don't leak out of the hive. Out of your fucking brain, you fucking numbskull! You have bees leaking out of your brain? Jeez, yeah, dude. Maybe yeah. we should take you to the hospital, man. This All is right. way worse than a flu. Maybe I need a tall saint for this hospital trip. Oh, that was not good. okay. Let's move on. Oh, oh yeah, it's garbage. That's what we do now. What do garbage transistors? Keep your legs from shaking till you rise with new tears. Don't answer questions you don't know your name. Something for everyone. Try to win prizes. Stay young and quiet. Tall Saint. Yeah. Meh. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a very rough sounding track. I mean it's a demo, I get it. But I don't know. I <laughs> Yeah, no, if you want to if... A lot of the lyrics a lot of the lyrics on this song seems like maybe this song was written first and then taken and then put in the squalor Victoria. Mm-hmm. I think if you wanted to do your thing where you're chopping out a lot of these demos and live tracks, Tall Saints has to go. Not because it's a bad song, but because in terms of demos, it's not exciting or interesting or unique or different. It's not like giving you a, an, a like like a peek into their past or a peek into their future. It just kind of is what they make but a rough version of it 
Yeah, I mean, like, for instance, like, I feel like Talking Bird on the uh, Open Door EP for you was, like, an interesting look into one of your favorite tracks. Yes, it definitely was. uh, I mean, we're jumping back into Death Cab for a second here. But uh, I I agree that that one was, like, an insight into the song and how he came up with it. It, There's, like, a lot of different, I think, I mean, there weren't demos, but a lot of the songs in Cherry Tree were basically like a peek into where the band is thinking, what they should be doing. And Tall Saints kind of just is like, you know, this is something we've done. This is just like rough cut of it. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's go into Without Permission. Oh, well, I just don't know how you could go without permission. Well, if you're not there, well, I just don't care for this omission. Without permission. See, this one I really like. So here's the th- first of all, I don't think they wrote the song, did they? I think no, someone else wrote it. Was, it was Carolyn, Caroline Martin yeah. wrote, the, wrote the track. So uh, I will say it, it's, a, it's a good track. I enjoy it. I think it's well done. I wish it built more. It fi- kind of like finds its tone and kind of just lives there. And I feel like for this song has potential to like be one of those songs that the National like to build and like completely changes by the end of like we saw like a lot in um, Alligator. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but I think this song properly placed in a record could work very well. I just think because it's in this smorgasbord of like B-sides and demos that it doesn't really have a place. Whereas this could be a good middle track that kind of keeps the tone after like a big triumphant track. Yeah, I I, I definitely think a lot of these songs are hurt by the fact that they are in this demo just because they don't feel like part of a, a an album they don't feel like part of a, a world that's built they just kind of come off individually and they're not singles so when you hear them individually they kind of end up weird i think there is one song that kind of benefits from that but we'll get to it in a second uh let's move yeah. on to forever after days well before we do that real quick oh, yeah. um there is uh i will say that one note that i find interesting is that matt keeps a higher vocal because of the bass line on this track mm-hmm so I think that adds kind of to this persistence of dragging and being too controlling and all that kind of stuff. So That's cool. But yeah. All right. Going on to Forever and After Days. Demo. Is it Forever and After Days or is it just Forever After Days? It's Forever After Days. On my feet I stand tonight Stand and step up to the line after days so uh i mean this is a demo and a lot of demos sound like this but i don't know why but this song gave me and the next song in particular uh give me um vibes of like iron and wine style recording whereas like iron and wine would have not tried to produce any more than what this sound already is and i know that you hate that lo-fi sound i actually think think it really works for these two songs so I mean, we'll talk about rest of years in a second, but I think it works for this song pretty well. Just the style he's playing in this lo-fi sound kind of works for. No, and I, I agree with that. I just I thought I was speaking out of turn for you, I guess, then, because I thought you would hate it. Yeah. No, I, I actually I actually like it. I think it works well. Yeah, I mean, forever being the nighttime thinker, I feel like it's just like you're he's always up at night wondering, thinking, what the f- is going on that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where i think this and i can relate to that a lot because i am uh sometimes have a lot of trouble sleeping and will stay up thinking and kind of meandering around yeah i sleep like a baby all right oh yeah exactly (laughs) rest of years demo Rest of years, for the rest 
Rest of years. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, this is like the first part in the record where like both these tracks kind of lean into each other and I like it. (laughs) Yeah, this is the first like this is the only build they have is just these two songs. Uh, I think they both work very well. I think the I like like I'm I'm into the lo-fi sound here. I kind of would like to see what the final polished version of these songs is. Um, just because like, I feel like, I mean, kind there, of... there is none, but yeah, sure. yeah, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I would have liked to see them completed. Okay. Wow. We're very bitchy today. Did we not have our coffee? I did not have coffee. I did not have breakfast. I did not I have lunch. Have, I, it's very oh, I, grumpy day. Oh, I, I, I just didn't have coffee. So I know why I'm mm. a grouch. Yeah. yeah. You're just a dick. Okay, cool. Um, <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that this uh, song, in the fact that it's lo-fi, actually really works for it. I mean, I know it's a demo and they don't mean for it to be lo-fi, but um, I think it works. In, and if even if they produced it, like they would keep this similar sound. And um, I think it's just interesting how it's like this imagery of like I want to lay in the tears of like underneath your eyes is like it's just like I, I want to forever rest in your sadness, no matter how grumpy and miserable you are, I still want to be with you. Yeah. All right, let's jump into Slow Show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. Slow Show is the, the first and only demo from a song that's actually on the record. Standing as a Low show. Thank God they worked on the lyrics of this track. Yeah, the lyrics of yeah, I like the lyrics of the final product way more. I also um, like the lyrics for the final product more, but I think I, there's something about the the this song. I think rings a little bit nicer with me. Just um, the quality of it being a little shittier makes it a little bit better for me. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I like the delay pedal that they throw on this and kind of just let that ring through. Um, yeah. But I just, uh, yeah, I cannot get down with these lyrics. I think it steals away from, I mean, Slow Show is one of my favorite songs on Boxer. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, if this came out, even if it were cleaned up a little bit more, I would not be about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, It's just, I don't know. Um, Like, I mean, you lose that whole 29 years parallel at the end. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have that anymore. You also don't have, like, one of my favorite, like, I want to come home to you and put on a slow dumb show for you like that doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. like it's uh, just not good that's fair yeah it's um it's it does not live up to slow show the original and in general i don't think i'm the biggest fan of slow show the original so i'm kind of gonna just leave it there not that i just like slow show guys don't come at me oh, on wow, the internet wow don't come at everyone, me on the internet ever, everyone don't at come him at, at him oh come at him leave me alone come with him all right well lucky you Every time you get a drink And every time you go to sleep All those dreams inside your head Is there sunlight on your bed Every time Lucky you um, I actually think that this version works a lot better than the original version. It 100% works a lot better. And honestly, when we talked about the album originally, so this is, this is from Sad Songs. Um, yeah. And when we talked about the album originally, I argued that Lucky You should be dropped or moved because it is not as good as an ending as uh, pa- uh, Patterns, which is the song right before it. Um but I had not known about this version. This version could have ended that record, and I think it would have been like a nice, weird little turn at the end. 
and it would have been like a little bit of a brighter note and I think it would have done a lot better and I think uh, this is the ending that sad songs should have had. I mean, the piano in this track really just sets it apart from its original mm-hmm. recording. Yeah. Or at least the released LP version. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, a, this is a, I think, an example of a song that is worth being on an EP because it adds value. Yes. I, I also think taking it out of context a little bit like brought me back to it where I wasn't only judging it. I was no longer judging it as part of that album, but like on its own and on its own, it's a good song. And uh, this yeah, also helped do that for me. Yeah. I think it's interesting to take songs out of their album cycle and like revisit them. Yeah. Especially when so, they're not like singles. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is one of my more favorite parts of this EP or like tracks on the EP. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Um, high point for me. Um, but it seems like we're going to go into a low point for you. Yeah. Mansion on the Hill. There's a place. Out on the edge of town, sir Rising above the factories and the fields Ever since I was a child, I can remember The mansion on the hill All right, Mansion on the Hill. This is a Bruce Springsteen song covered by The National um which they don't they don't do a bad job at it and i didn't expect them to do a bad job at it because they're good at this kind of thing it's just i don't know who was requesting this who was like we need the national to cover a bruce springsteen song like it just felt unnecessary its existence felt unnecessary maybe like if you play it live once in a in a concert and people listen and like it and then it's a nice little treat for that little thing but i don't need it on an ep i don't need it released it's just why I mean, it was a live thing, and, and I think that people thought it was cool, so that's why they released it. I don't think it's a particularly bad cover. I like that they switched out the harmonica for for violin because I feel like it would have been disingenuous to the national sound. So I think they were still very observant of the – and even when they do covers, it's like we're going to do it in our sound, not just do a r- straight rip. That's fair. I just – I kind of didn't – I don't know who this is for. I don't know who – is crazy about Bruce Springsteen and crazy about the national and goes, Oh shit. I want to see the national covering Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I agree with you as coming from a person that weirdly enough, I am from New Jersey and I do not like Bruce Springsteen. So, um, uh, I know that's heresy, but, Mm -hmm. uh, in most people's eyes, but I just, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. Like I understand, um, I don't know. I also just feel like it's just one of those parts like you don't like who you're supposed to like kind of thing. But um, That's possible. You grew I, up punk. I, you had to hate the establishment. And in New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen is the establishment. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of like Bon Jovi too or something like that mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, – yeah, I, I mean I get your point. I don't think it's a bad song, but I also get your point of just like why. And I agree with you. I, I didn't really need this. Maybe cover Bob Dylan. I feel like that would have been way better. You see, I only would agree with that because I am actually a big Bob Dylan fan and a national fan, and I would would like to see that cover. I don't know if the overlap is huge. Uh, I mean, if you guys are, if all the national listeners out there are Bob Dylan fans as well, let us know on Twitter, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll forward it to the national. We'll talk to them, tell them to cover Bob Dylan. But if you're not, then I, I don't know what to do for you people. You just... There's no making me happy. Well, they you never make them happy. They always hate you. I I don't know why. I think maybe it's just, you know, the sound of my voice at this point. That's true. You are a garbage person. Yeah. Well. Alright. I'm the king well, here. This is my fake empire. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Stay out super late tonight Picking apples, making pie Put a little something in our lemonade And take it with us, we're half awake In a fake empire Fake empire 
I really like this. I think this is a good version of Fake Empire. It's a it's a song I like. It's a live version I like. It, it has that energy. It's it's good. It's great. I like it. Uh yeah. I mean, I like it a lot. I mean, to be fair, I really like the boxer uh, in in for their ten years. They did a full performance of the album in mm-hmm. Brussels. So I think that performance is a little bit better in my opinion. Um, but in the chronology, but, that has not happened yet, Justin. In this point of time, we haven't okay. heard that. That's fair. I, I, it's true. I, it's not like I've listened to that. That'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I, I think that this is a, a very good, well performed live track. I think the horns are a lot more amplified on the live album, clearly, on, yeah. on a live track than in in the studio version. So I think that adds a little bit more energy um, to a yet, I wouldn't say somber, but definitely more low key track. Mm-hmm. So um definitely adds to the build all right let's go to the live version of about today It's uh, I think I would have really enjoyed seeing this song live, like this actual version live. Uh, but on an album, it doesn't do as much for me. It just I don't know. There's something about the the energy of it. I also I think don't think I think I mean I think this live track suffers from not being in a live album. Yeah. If it were in a live album, then I'd be like, oh, I'm at this show, and this seems like you know, because that twinkly intro is beautiful mm-hmm. and really cool. But, I mean, it seems excessive in just this kind of format. Yeah, it seems indulgent in on an EP. It would have seemed really cool in person. Well, not even in person, just like a live album. Like, all these tracks are live tracks, like a concert. That's fair. So, I think that would be cool. But I think it seems self-indulgent in, like, an EP that is half regular tracks and only two live songs. Uh-huh. So I so, agree. Yeah. So do you want to call out your favorite from the album or from the EP? Sorry. Uh, Lucky You Day Trier Session or uh, Blank Slate. That's fair. And then uh, my mm-hmm. least favorite would probably be Tall Saint. Um, that That's fair too. I will say my favorite is Santa Clara probably. Uh, I'll also call out as the, like if we were playing your rules and you wanted to keep uh, a couple songs in, I would keep Rest of Years as the demo and uh, maybe the uh, Fake Empire Live version because those two are great. Um, but in general, it, overall, I thought it was a good... Like, it, each song was good to find. Uh, I'm missing something astonishing or something more coherent. It just kind of is very loose and yeah this, uh, it's a compilation love. i mean mm-hmm. it's a compilation so you're not going to get a cohesiveness of a record obviously mm-hmm. but i also just think that this is this is a this is not a must-have release this is a release for an avid the national fan that's still looking to listen to everything they've ever put out that's fair um yeah so um what uh i guess to step away from it uh what is what have you been listening to what do you want to plug what have you been watching what have you been doing what's your deal man all right so i actually have a real plug this week that is not just something uh that someone else made that i really enjoy but this is something i am part of and it is the latest book by the moth the moth radio hour it's called occasional magic it is out on the 15th so it should be out now um we will throw on a link on our website to it, but you can find it wherever books are sold. So, like, I don't know, go to a Borders or something. It's uh, It was really cool to be a part of, and um, I really enjoyed working with those people. It was pretty cool. And there's a bunch of great stories from a bunch of storytellers that I've met, some that I haven't met, some that I've heard of, 
and heard from. It, it's all really cool, great people, interesting stories. Some that will make you laugh, some that will make you cry. It's definitely worth buying this book. Yeah. Um, I, uh, in my opinion, uh, what was I say? Yeah, your, your storytelling um, adventure with the moth, I feel like really set up this podcast and really kind of pushed this thing forward. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, I mean, I see how much joy that that brought to you. It was really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm going to pick one up. So it's, I, I'm proud of you for that. So Thanks. It's really cool. So the rest yeah, of you should do the uh, same, pick up some books. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, off to things that I've been listening to and, uh, whatever. Uh, so one thing actually, before I go into that, I'm trying to be a little bit more active with the Twitter and I think that I can use the Twitter to kind of talk about music more. So if you guys really want to like pick my brain, talk to me and be a little bit more uh, vocal with me on the Twitter, um, it's at the facts pod. The Instagram I think will still stay just kind of announcing episodes and maybe from concerts I'll post in like the story. But like, I would like to start being a little bit more active and talking about albums and, and opinions and all those kind of fun things. So I think it'd be really cool if we can, I don't know, as a national community or, or just uh, if you really dig that we have the facts pod, um, you know, just, uh, I think it'd be really cool. But, um, in saying that, I, I mean, one record I, I just posted about, posted about on the Twitter was the new angel dust record, uh, pretty buff which is just a fun, jangly, weird record that has no genre-defining qualities whatsoever. You just have to listen to it and kind of just accept it. Um, this comes from the incestuous bands of Turnstile and, and Trapped Under Ice, which are both hardcore bands, but ever-evolving. So it's really interesting. Um, the new um, American Football LP, so they self-title all their albums, so this is the third one. So LP3, it is fantastic. A beautiful record. Um, there are a lot of really cool guest vocalists on there. Haley Williams from Paramore and the... Um, I'm forgetting her name. I think it's Rachel and I forget her last name from uh, Slow Dive. So it's really cool. Um, a podcast I've been listening to that I can't put down is the Stay Free podcast, which is exclusively on Spotify. And it is uh, narrated by Chuck D and it is about The Clash. It is awesome. And then that releases every Thursday. I highly recommend it. And show-wise, I am watching the new Arrested Development the me and George already binged all of the new Queer Eye, and also I will be starting soon after I finish the rest of the development the new Ad Bryant show Shrill. I am currently watching Shrill. I, I started off watching uh, Arrest of Development and quickly was like, eh, I'm good. I don't know. There's just something about that show that it lost its magic after that third, like the, after the first original run, the first three seasons, and like since then I keep giving it a try and I keep being let down. And this last one I kind of watched just maybe 10 minutes of it, and I was like, I, I'm okay. I, and I just turned it off. But I've been watching Shrill, I mean, I, and I really enjoy Shrill. I think A.D. Bright does a great job, and the writing on that show is excellent. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on the rest of the development thing. I just kind of do it just because it comes through. It's quick and easy. It's not that painful. So I just do it just to see what, what they're doing. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, there's people on the show that I'm generally intrigued about their careers. Um, I love Jason Bateman, and... Um, Michael Sarah and, and I mean the whole goddamn class is really interesting. So I, I agree with you there that it's kind of fucked. Um, but I am very excited to start Shrill because I love A.D. Bryant. I love that A.D. Bryant is getting a lot of attention. I feel like she's one of the breakout stars from uh, SNL. And I think she's been doing a really good job. Yeah, so, I, it's really I, cool. I've really been enjoying that show. That show's pretty great. I've also binged all of Broad City. So that was very fun. The new season? No, no, no. The previous seasons. I had never watched Broad City before, um, other than the pilot. So oh, I finally okay. made my way through the entire show. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because the new season's currently on, right? And yeah, I think no, it's I, the last yeah, I haven't one. started the, the latest season yet. Gotcha. Although the um, actor, and I'm forgetting his name, he's from Narcos. He was also Jaime on uh, Broad City. He's starting a new TV show that actually looks pretty cool. 
but I can't remember what it's called, so we'll talk, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, so... Anyway, I think with that, uh, do you want to leave the people with a song? Uh, I don't have anything. Do you have something? Uh, I would. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, why don't we leave the people with Bang My Drum by Angel Dust? Ooh, sounds saucy. All right. And, re- and, re- and remember, Angel Dust is spelled, the last, the dust is spelled with a money sign instead of an S. Okay, they'll Google it. They'll find out. Okay, they're fine. Thanks, well, listeners, just, for listening. Guy, this podcast episode is falling apart quickly. We should end this before this friendship unravels. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, we love you all. Come listen to us. Listen to you. Listen to us uh, next time. Cool. Okay. Bye. Bye.